Hey everybody, before we get into this mini-sode compilation, I want to let you know that this was supposed to be Roswell Part 2. Unfortunately, about an hour into our recording, Jesse ended up having a power outage and is still currently, 20 minutes later, sitting in a blackout. He lost his footage, and the episode was a bust. We will have Roswell Episode 2 next weekend as we make an attempt to get another recording in the next couple of days. But instead of leaving you without an episode tonight, we're going to go ahead and drop the next mini-sode compilation. And if you enjoy it and want to support us directly, you can do so by heading over to patreon.com slash chiluminatipod. There are a bunch of tiers there and is one where you get mini-sodes exclusively. If you enjoyed this, there are still three more over at the Patreon that are exclusive to them. Thanks for listening. Sorry about the little bump in the road. And we'll see you in a few days. Thanks for understanding. Hello, everybody, my little chill illuminated mini folks on Stop Patreon. It. No, we, we got to smooth it out, man. We got to do it every episode until we figure Chilluminated. it out. Chilluminated. Chilluminated sounds like you have laminated a person, <laughs> but like very cool. I laminated them with their own money. Chilluminated. It sounds like something like in an MMO <laughs> we evolved. evolved. Like, <laughs> uh, I hit level 30 and I now am illuminated. Yeah, it's like an enchantment you put on your artifact weapon. But it's ice-based. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's right. something you get in uh, yeah. ice-based. Anyway, hello, everybody. We got some great great little articles and stories for you today. Uh, I'm curious what uh, Jesse brought, because he said he got a great little something for I us. I got a good one. Something. It's like a straight-up story. I'm handing it's you not this. even like a news. Okay. It's a story. This is me handing you the proverbial right. microphone. Oh, you're. I get to go first? You get wow, to go first. all right. Yeah. What is this it? This story is from the University of Toronto, and our neighbors to the north, all Canada, right. I love you all. Uh, every time I've been to Canada, it's been one of my best experiences, and uh, this is my story for you. All right. <clears throat> for Susan Rockford, getting her purse stolen was a major blow. Rockford was a fourth-year engineering student at the time and had about $2,000 in Canadian savings bonds in her purse to help pay for her tuition. The bonds were sitting snug there in her college dorm room in the dresser when she went to the washroom. When she returned, her purse, its contents, and the bonds were gone. Damn. When she received an email from the University College Alumni Relations Officer, Mike Henry, saying her purse had been found, she was shocked. Finding a stolen item is one thing, but the theft occurred more than 30 years ago. <gasps> It was 1987 when Rockford's purse went missing, along with the bonds, a bank card, birth certificate, a Simpsons department store card, her first credit card, her favorite silver necklace, and a coupon for one free hug. Five minutes away from her dorm room, and everything was gone. She went to the bathroom, came back, gone. Damn. Panicked, she reported the incident and noticed, uh, and posted a notice with the residents nearby. It was all an enormous hassle for an already busy student. This was before the internet, she says. 
I had to physically go to each administrative office and fill out paper forms to get replacements. This January, University College embarked on its revitalization project, a massive undertaking to rejuvenate and update the historic building. Demolitions crews began removing the building's old plaster and drywall in the east and west halls and Croft Chapter House. While working, a crew member came across an object peeking out of one of the torn-down drywalls. As he continued to remove the debris and rip apart the wall, he discovered inside the wall was Rockford's purse. What? In perfect condition, full of all the contents. The crew member immediately advised management, and the purse was delivered to Henry, who contacted Rockford. When I received the email, I read the first few lines and thought, this, mu this must be a scam, said Rockford. But as I continued to read, there was too much very specific information for it to be a scam. Rockford, of course, emailed Henry back, recounted to him that she, what she could remember about the event. Henry, in turn, described the item still in the purse. The savings bonds, birth certificate, That's Simpsons cards, and a free hug coupon. 30 years later, Rockford's purse was returned with its contents, which had somehow become a time capsule of that part of her life stuck in the wall. In the wall. How'd that happen? how that ah, it's literally on the university of toronto it's website so weird because like that's like that's like what is it uh fucking schrodinger's like purse <laughs> it's everywhere and nowhere until you look at it you just caught it at a point in reality where it was behind the wall it vanished from a dresser into a wall that's not that, that's either the greatest prank in the history of pranks where someone like ripped open the wall replastered the wall put the like there's how they get there how that's to get bonkers. in the wall i feel like I, okay, so here's something. Here's something like, I, it's not the same, but it's it's like a similar thing. Is I was, I every once in a while I like I'm still a guy who loves physical media. Oh, me I'm too. like a big cinephile. Yeah, I'm a big cinephile, and so I'm I'm always buying like 4K like nice Blu-rays. And a lot of the time, what they do with those types of movies, as you probably know, if you've ever bought one, is they turn them they they give you like the the disc case, and then on top of that they give you like the like slide on, sort of like cardboard sure what like the sleeve and i was i just got like a box of them from amazon like maybe like five or six movies and uh like the third movie in the stack i was opening the movie and i slid it out of its cardboard sleeve and in between the sleeve and the movie um in between the sleeve and the like case was a receipt for somebody else's amazon order from like three years before that <laughs> fascinating wow like how the fuck did that get in there? I have no idea. But you never know. Like it, like it's obvious to me that like in some way, it must have happened. Like there's some some freak way that yeah. it happened. But like it's so. I mean, it's so close to where it went away. That's but wild. like who yeah, knows? Yeah, it was. I I would. It doesn't say here, but I would imagine it probably was in the same room. Oh uh, yeah, that's what so I figured too. I, right? I wonder. I mean, like, who knows? I don't. I'm I'm not the person who's gonna be like obviously a ghost put it in the wall or like there's clearly an explanation couldn't tell you what it is have no not a clue wouldn't even presume to guess but they were like it was found completely preserved in the wall everything was in there I just want to know like wait like I would love to be one of the guys who was busting them the wall and see it like is it in like the scaffolding is it in like where was it. It would fuck. Yeah, like me that's up the curiosity. That Where in the like he wall? saw it in the rubble and he pulled back the, the rubble, rubble and then he pulled more of the wall apart and it was like in there. And he was god. like, What the hell? That's so weird. Oh god, that's so weird. Well Yeah. 
Alex, take us away, sir. Okay, so last time, if you remember, I did uh, some 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 special stories from the New York Times that they have decided. Uh, are we are getting some of the more weird New York Times published. stories? I'm ready. Yeah, I do. There's there, there's a I'm treasure so trove. Let's them. do let's do this. Uh, this this one is from April twenty first, eighteen ninety six, and it's called Flatbush Has a Ghost. It has returned for its hand, which Mister Norton <laughs> dug up. So you know Flatbush uh, in Brooklyn. Uh, it, so it says it says it has a ghost. It re- describes it as a Simon Pure, sure enough ghost that nightly walks on East Broadway near Nostrand Ave. Um, and it stops at a house of a guy named Charles Norton to ask him for a hand that it lost there when it was still alive. Excuse me, sir. Have you seen? He does. It says, hand? "Yeah." He said, "It says these vi- these visits are not fully appreciated yeah. by Norton or his wife, but it appears that Norton is to blame for the appearance of this ghost because his ghost ship was not heard of until Norton, while searching for gold in his cellar." Dug up a hand that had lain undisturbed that like for a years. Quarantine hobby, if I've ever heard one. That's what I'm saying. There was a ring on one of the fingers of the exhumed hand, and when this had been rubbed, the ghost, in true Arabian Nights fashion, <laughs> appeared. And as it failed to get instructions from Norton, it is now said that it that all it wants is the hand and ring, and that thereafter it will cease worrying the descendants of the early Dutch in Flatbush. Wait, why won't he give it to him then? The story that the old Dutchman in the town tell of the ghost is that 60 years ago, a belated traveler with lots of gold in his belt stayed overnight at the farmhouse of one of Krug. Oh, my, oh God. my God. I know, a thrifty Dutch farmer. Krug, when he heard of the large amount of gold that his visitor had about him, gave up his own room to the stranger and insisted that he should occupy it. The next day, the visitor had disappeared, and when the family asked Krug about it, he said the man had departed before daybreak. The bed clothing was also missing, and Krug accounted for this by saying he had burned it, because the stranger had just recovered from an attack of yellow fever. Subsequently, a man's hand was found behind the bed. It had been cut off by Krug with an axe, it is said. When the hand was found, Krug disappeared and the hand was buried. Miss Norton, in speaking of this ghost and its uncanny visits, said the house was haunted and continued, Everybody who lived here since murderer was done under this roof has had bad luck. One man who occupied the house about 40 years ago left his wife and children and ran away with another man's wife. Another was a burglar, and when he caught a whole, and when he was caught, a whole lot of silverware was found buried in the cellar. Another committed suicide. We've been here for six years now, and there has been nothing but sickness in our family. I don't like to talk about these things. It sends a chill down my back. Norton, while hunting for the silverware supposed to be buried in his cellar, dug up two rusty revolutionary swords and several pieces of ancient coin before the hand was unearthed. Well, damn. I guess I'd search for gold, too, if I found all that first. I don't know why he didn't give or the give hand the ghost back a to command the ghost. if it was like a genie. That's what I'm saying. Like, just Dude, tell I'd be him like, to go do haunt my bully. That's it. That's yeah. the best I could come up with on the spot. <laughs> That's all I had. Do you guys want? Do you guys want? Sure, one? I got one. When you're ready too, I got one. One interesting one. Yeah, these. I'm gonna I'm gonna right, do two right. more of these. Yeah, and, and I'll wrap it can, up, and then you can close this out. Yeah. So this one comes from Christmas Day, 1913. And uh, it's called Santa Dies on Xmas Trail. R.I.P. Oh, no. Santa, dude. From Denver. Little crippled Wilbur Harris, eight years old, is to have a Merry Christmas, but his Santa Claus is dead. A man named W.H. Heap heard. He came all the way from uh, Patterson, New Jersey, uh, 
because uh, he had tuberculosis and he wanted to do a good deed for someone. And so he ignored his doctor's advice to stay in bed, walked several blocks through the deep snow, carried a sled, a train of toy cars, clothes, rubbers, candy, and many other presents for the destitute Harris family. He found out – the reason he came is because he found out that the mom told the kid that there was no Santa Claus for poor people. So he fucking got up and he drove across town, bought the kid a bunch of shit, and walked over to the house to drop it off. He couldn't barely – like get to his car and he died later that day but right before he died he dropped off all this shit for the kid and the kid had christmas well now the kid truly will her mother the mother's lessons will come true no more santa forever isn't that isn't that insane (laughs) i think it's i think it's like slightly beautiful sad but like beautiful chicken chicken soup for the dead santa uh okay last one comes from september 23rd 1898 It's it's called Ghost Moved Macaroni. God, macaroni was big in the old days. From, yeah, I'm moving to Santa Claus. I leave you. Life and de- life and death. Okay, this is in Orange, New Jersey. Prayers will be said tomorrow morning in the Church of Saint Michael the Archangel in Matthew Street, this city, to lay a ghost, which is driving the Italian residents of White Street, West Orange, into a superstitious frenzy. Ghostly rappings, hand clappings, and other supernatural demonstrations. And hand clappings. Yep. Ghostly rappings and hand clappings. Yeah. Wicked whackings. Yeah, I get it. It's like Hamilton. It's 1898. (laughs) 1898. Mm. Uh, Since since Monday, so for about a week, in the store and rooms occupied by Frank Petro and family who have uh, a grocery store in one end of a big frame tenement house and they live in the other side of it. It was in this house that Peter Cristiano was stabbed by Lorenzo Corbo, an old organ grinder, at a New Year's Eve party eight months ago. The neighbors assert that the ghostly demonstrations are caused by the restless spirit of Peter oh, Cristiano, Peter. who was killed by an organ grinder. <laughs> Father Daquila passed right? the church of St. Michael. Yeah. He was killed by an organ grinder? He was stabbed to death by an organ grinder at a New Year's Year's as oh, a New Year's Eve. Oh my god. Man. This is the most You guys think you live in crazy times now, but then y'all have never been fucking stabbed to death <laughs> an organ at a fucking grinder. New Year's Jesus Eve party man. by an or, by That's an old organ grinder. This is why Osha was banned, dude. So yeah, so Father Tequila, a pastor Father from the Tequila, church, came, he sprinkled holy water. Uh he was in the house and there was nothing happening while he was there, but as soon as he left, everything came back double. Um and the guy who owns the place, he says he's a big, hearty man of intelligent appearance. Says he does not believe in ghosts, but does not know what else to think. At midnight last night, he declares he heard a noise as if the front doors of his store, which were fastened with a heavy bar set in staples, had been thrown wide open and the bar flung to the floor. He tried to get out of bed to investigate, but was held down by some invisible power, which pressed upon his chest and made it impossible for him to move. The presence remained for an hour. Jesus. The store doors were locked as usual, but a box of macaroni which had been placed upon a shelf uh, high up on the top shelf, stood on the floor in the middle of the room with a handful of long straws lying across the top in the form <gasps> of a cross. Taunting them for trying to Times exercise Cor- him out of the building. Yeah. And check this out. So a Times correspondent heard the noises tonight, made a thorough investigation of the rooms and cellar without ascertaining their cause, uh, and Samuel Cristiano, who is the brother to... Uh, Peter Cristiano, the murdered man who got murdered by the organ grinder, uh, has a saloon on the next block and is convinced that the presence is his brother. He says he went in last night into the room and begged the spirit to make it visible. 
He said it didn't make itself visible, but as he rose from his knees after praying, three unusually loud knocks sounded just under the place where he was standing. Uh, the guy who owns the place and his family say they have not slept for three nights. They went out to stay with friends tonight and intend to move out of the house tomorrow. Tenants in the other end of the house have heard nothing. Damn. That's weird. I don't know why the the ghost chose macaroni. Well, macaroni just seems like the universal language of the late 1800s. Yeah, if you're a New York immigrant from Italy, I guess like macaroni is like the beginning <laughs> and the end of everything. That's that cool. is crazy. All right, All right this one got? is not paranormal nor UFO related. What? Unearthed Nazi diary allegedly reveals locations <laughs> of hidden treasures. <laughs> okay, okay. You had me going for a minute, and then we're right back in where we're coming from. We're right back in there. A diary said to have been written by a Nazi officer at the close of World War II allegedly contains revelations about uh, where treasures pilfered by the Third Reich were hidden throughout Poland. The remarkable journal was reportedly written by an individual calling himself Michaelis, who claimed to have been part of a, of a 1945 effort to conceal the massive cache of stolen riches. Following the war, the diary fell into the hands of a mysterious 1,000-year-old Masonic lodge in Germany to which a number of high-ranking Nazis had belonged during the war. The How did they <laughs> I don't think a good question. The journal's existence was subsequently kept a secret over the next seven decades until the group, which counts among its members descendants of those Third Reich officers, handed it over to a Polish organization as way of making amends for the actions of their ancestors. Contained within the diary is Michaelis's account of how the operation unfolded, as well as 11 locations in Poland where the Nazis hid the riches. Incredibly, alongside the journal was a literal treasure map leading to a well on the grounds of a <laughs> palace in the Polish village of Rostoka. According to Michaelis, the spot contains a jaw-dropping 30 tons of gold that were buried approximately 200 feet below ground in a shaft that was then sealed via explosives. So well, no, way not, no, he sealed it, but hang on. We'll get to that. As of now, only that okay. specific location has been revealed to the public, but the Polish organization in possession of the diary says that it contains the hiding spots for other treasures, including religious relics and artwork that the Nazis stole from Belgium, France, Poland, and Russia. While the entire tale sounds almost too fantastic to be true, the group insists that the journal has been authenticated by three different experts. The veracity of Michaelis's claims may soon be put to the test, as plans are currently underway for a search of the palace grounds in Rostoka, with the hopes of finding the closed-off well and the enormous cache of gold believed to be hidden there. Should the treasure be found, future expeditions presumably will be launched to investigate the other ten sites noted in the book. You know, if you wow. want to get, like, super crazy into, like, Nazi treasures and stuff like that... Mm. Uh, there's a really great book. I can't remember the name of it, but I will be sure to tweet it out uh, if people are like, hmm. Um, you can also Google it because it's definitely true. Uh, everyone should be aware that all the Indiana Jones stuff is actually based off of like kind of real life stories oh, that yeah. happened during the war. And uh, Heinrich Himmler was like obsessed with finding ancient artifacts and ancient treasures and shit. And so. Uh, one of my favorite history stories is that FDR was like, all right, well, they're obviously crazy, but if they're not, we need to have a team yeah. out there able to stop them. So America made like an anti-Nazi grail finding squad. That's great. And they went off to like prevent the Nazis from succeeding in discovering like 
lost artifacts and stuff like that, even though there's no evidence anything was ever found, but, like, they had to make it just in case. Yeah, that's awesome, though. That's so cool. <laughs> yeah, it's what are we This is the like, story, too. Like, this is, like, a myth I'm sure you're familiar with where they found the Spear of Destiny, was it? Like, Hitler had it for a while. And then the reason he lost is because Eisenhower got his hands on it. And then, because whenever you lose it, you die. And, like, you you know, that's, like, the curse of, like... Eisenhower did? I, be, I believe Eisenhower did yeah, it. Yeah, and, that's how, and then he I died when he lost it. That's the car crash happened and everything. And, yeah, it was, like, interesting stuff that we'll cover one day for sure. Yeah, it's every time anyone brings up, like, Nazi treasures, there's only... There's either, like, the gold and paintings they stole... Or the other spectrum, which is like they went and hunted for the lost yep. ark and exactly. the holy grail, and those are the ones. Have you heard of the Holy Land exhibition? Uh, no. This guy Futterer, I don't remember what his first name is, but this guy Futterer, he he's like Indiana Jones, and he there's like in Silver Lake, there's like a museum you can go to to see a bunch of like stuff that an Indiana Jones type guy brought back from like those types oh, of trips. He even went on an he went even went on an Ark of the Covenant That's expedition. Cool. I know that there is a, there was in Germany a few years ago an expedition on this. Uh oh oh on here it says uh 2013, but I guess in 2013 in Germany they had a thing about like the Nazis going to look for crazy shit like this, and then how there were literally teams from around the world assigned to stuff like. Can you imagine how crazy of a job that would have been like? You've got to get to the Ark before the Nazis. Like <laughs> that's wild. That's straight like up Indiana stuff. Jones. Yeah, that really that's is. That's Indiana Jones. It's incredible. That's that. That's like. Can you like just those words like landing on your ears and being like, oh, <laughs> shit. right? Like it's insane. Oh, uh, yeah. that's and, awesome. But and it's funny because if you read the notes, like FDR was like, sounds like a load of shit to me, but we gotta do it. <laughs> yeah, you got it because like because. If they're right, imagine, like, imagine they are, and they get an artifact that just allows them to win the war. <laughs> I think that's fascinating. They're like, well, we can't take the risk. Oh, good. That's God. That's great shit. Oh, thank Amazing. you, everybody, for listening to Illuminati, and thank you so much for, for supporting us on Patreon. Uh, your support goes a long, long way to making this awesome job that we get to do. We're going to be bouncing, and uh, we'll see you next week. Goodbye, everybody. My Goodbye, little me, Bye. My little illuminated minis. So dumb. <laughs> Fantastic. Hello, my little chill minis. Stop it. Not even cool. Minis. Nope. <laughs> these people. Tyluma chill me. No, nope. these people paid for <laughs> this. Don't treat them like this. No. Cholemiomias. No. This is like me talking to Wallace now. <laughs> yeah, that's really. Hey, Chila Mochinani. Apochina Chianoia. And then just barks. I call him my little Chiluminati sometimes. Oh, that's adorable. Wallace is a little, he's a little cryptid. He's a little he's spawn a little of cryptid. Yeah. He's, he's like a, little, a piece of like little... the, the bulletproof wolf fell off and became sentient. He's my little Chiluminati man. He is. Welcome to your little chill mini, everybody. How's it going? Hope everybody had a, uh, enjoyed the episode. We're here with some fun stuff from along, around the internet. I got a couple of articles I want to read actually here. Uh, one okay. that's fascinating scientifically and one that's kind of weird. But I don't know okay. what you boys brought either. I'm, I'm excited to hear what you've all brought. Hit us, dude. I have hit an us. update. All right. I have an update. You want? Okay, you want to start? All right, hit me with an yeah, update. Yeah, mine's pretty short. So uh, I went into this like a couple weeks ago. Uh, the murders of J.J. Vallow and Tylee Ryan yes. in Rexburg. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, in Twin Falls County. Uh, they The remains were discovered. Police found remains of the 17-year-old and the 7-year-old on June 9th on the property of the Daybell dude chad daybell and that crazy lady Lori daybell 
lied to the police, ran away. They got found at like a resort or some shit. Yep. There's all this like just tragedy in Ohio. I just wanted to give everybody the the update because they were uh, they were identified positively and there's like a big candlelight vigil and stuff. So it's all real. That was a crazy story. I can't wait for the Netflix doc on it. Yeah, that that was wild. And, I'm, you know, if anything else, at least there's closure to that story now and there's no more. You know, cure, yeah, you I'm know. just glad that nobody's like hurting anymore for yeah. like whether or not their kids are alive. It is always a tragedy when kids yeah. die. Oh, of course. But, you know, no one deserves that. So yeah. I hope they see justice at the end. And ugh, awful, awful story. Yeah. Um, I'll bring my article to the table first to lighten it up. Then how's this? Some some hopeful news for those who are are into the scientifically minded areas. Jesse, I hope you enjoy this as well. I'm ready. This comes from Nottingham.ac.uk and a bunch of other, uh, you can read this in a bunch of other news sites as well. Uh, and I'll just simply say, research sheds new light on intelligent life existing across the galaxy. Did you read this, Jesse, about a new study that was done using new measuring? Yeah, let me read this. A new study led by the University of Nottingham and published today in the Astrophysical Journal has taken a new approach to this uh, problem when dealing with intelligent life. Using the assumption that intelligent life forms on other planets in a, in a similar way as it does on Earth, researchers have obtained an estimate for a number of intelligent communicating civilizations within our own Milky Way galaxy. They calculate there could be over 30 active communicating intelligent civilizations in our home galaxy. Professor of Astrophysics at the University of Nottingham, Christopher Consolis, uh, who led the research, explains, Quote, there should be at least a few dozen active civilizations in our galaxy under the assumption that it takes 5 billion years for intelligent life to form on other planets as on Earth. Consulus also explains, quote, the idea is looking at evolution, but on a cosmic scale. We call this calculation the astrobiological uh, Copernican limit, unquote. And then there's a bunch of other stuff they talk about. What you read more is that 30 is actually on the very low side. There's like a range of estimates. Uh, that they came up with 30s on the very low side and it goes as high as into the thousands um depending on how you know using the the same kind of uh, format that they you know assuming it, it went along with as earth so uh this is just exciting stuff that if this is true uh oh we have a jesse's listening intently no emergencies are you good i don't know what that is. i can't tell if it's knocking on your ends or my end it's it could be explosions outside my window ah all right. Ah, okay. okay. I was going to say, I have no knocking I was like, that I'm aware of. What the hell is that my noise? Win- <laughs> my window is closed, but uh, there are fireworks. They, uh, oh, interesting. So uh, how is that? Let's, let's keep going because there's some yes, other things please. here that's, that's exciting. Uh, the research shows that the number of civilizations depends strongly on how long they're actively sending out signals of their existence into space, such as radio transmissions from satellites, televisions, etc., if other technological civilizations last as long as ours, which is currently 100 years old, then there will be about uh, 36 ongoing intelligent technological civilizations throughout our galaxy. They mean 100 years old as far as communicating uh, like intelligence. Like globalized. Yeah, globalized communication, not 100. And we're not just 100 years old. However, right. the average distance to these civilizations would be 17,000 light years away, making detection and communication very difficult with our present technology. It is also possible that we are the only civilization within our galaxy unless the survival times of civilization like our own are long. So they're saying other civilizations could have cropped up and died out before they even got anywhere near uh, technology like like ours. And, you know, we could be the only ones around. But the study talks about like the 17,000 is kind of what, again, on the on the higher end estimate. 
but like the closest that they estimate is in the low thousands of light years, uh, still super far away. Uh, but yeah, this new study, that's kind of where it ends. And it just leaves the question or kind of the idea that, you know, taking the form that Earth went with with life, if we apply that to the Milky Way galaxy, there could be tons of other uh, intelligent life forms within our own galaxy by it's itself. The same, it's, I mean, it's the same thing we always talk about, right? It's like it's like yeah. more science behind the concept of like the universe. Yes, yes. Is fucking big. It's like, huge. It has to be. It has to be other us's. Like, but it's fun just, to think about. Like, they could be that close. They could be within our own Milky Way galaxy, which is, you know, in, to us, in, impossible close. to traverse. Yeah. But like, like it's, it's in the in the grand scheme of the universe, that's that's next door. That's it's like just that close. It yeah. is. It is that close. It's super cool. Eh, I'm um, over it. <laughs> if they were cool, they'd be here already. All right, I got a, one more fun story for you, and this I'll wrap up my side. Argument among ghost hunters leads to stabbing. Oh. <laughs> Authorities oh, in no. Arkansas say that the conclusion of a late night ghost hunt turned ugly when one of the spirit seekers allegedly stabbed his fellow investigator of the unknown. The bizarre altercation reportedly took place around 2 a.m., an hour before the witching hour, this past Tuesday morning when a trio of self-described, quote, paranormal hunters finished their expedition at an unnamed cemetery in the city of Little Rock. At some point during their attempt at contacting the other side, tempers flared and violence soon followed. According to police, the trouble began as the group made their way back to their car and an argument erupted over who would be driving them back to their hotel. Eventually, uh, Mark won the battle of wills and wound up behind the wheel. As they made their way down the road, cops say a female member of the group indicated that she was having difficulty breathing and asked Galloway to pull the car over so that she could regain her composure. When he refused to do so, an incident report states the woman and another ghost hunter in the backseat attempted to overtake Galloway, who responded by re reaching around and stabbing at the individual at the individual in the leg, just stabbing him in the leg. While one might think that this is, such a skirmish would result in the immediate breakup of the group, they apparently continued on their ride together back to their motel, perhaps because that was the only place they could go, and they only had one way of getting there at two in the morning. They're okay. They got they called the police the next day and they got stitched up. But I just, I was, what? you know, I just found that pretty funny that the ghost hunters found no spirits, but they got angry about not pulling over, so they stabbed one another. Good times. That's that's how it always goes down with a ghost team, you know. There's, yep. It's a lot of it's a lot of passionate people. Very, you, you have know? to, yeah, you are, you have to be passionate. If you're a ghost hunter, you can't be all in. You have to be all whole ass, man. It's scary, you know. It's 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 par it's it's uh, what do you call it? Where you get scared of being, what do you call that? Where you Spooked? can't be. No, where you. What? Where the walls are closing in? What? You that? Oh, can't you're talking about? Uh, oh no, don't! You're making me forget. I know. I can't. You're sharing my forget. You're sharing. You can't. You can't spelunk if you have this fear. Yeah, yeah. You're you're getting enclosed by the walls. Yes. Claustrophobic. God are. damn it! Jesus. What a fool I am. What's happening to us? Yeah. Well, Jesse, I hope when we go ghost hunting at that ten thousand dollar tier, you get scared and you see a ghost. Dude. I won't get scared. I'll be more scared of like the psycho killer in the house than I am of the ghost. <laughs> Uh, at least, well, those at least are, humans are predictable and terrible. That's true. And you can punch a human. Oh, yeah. I'll, but I'll be more like, you know, like, yeah, like slap fighting. <laughs> I'll, I'd run. Stay I would just away! Run <laughs> Bolt out of there. What are you doing? Alex, stop stabbing me. That's the last thing you'll hear. That is L. Why, though? <laughs> And then you become the ghost, and then you believe. Yeah, and then I'll show up to you and be like, dude, it was real. I'm a ghost. 
And then you can I'm dead, bro. Dude, look. And, and then you can possess Harold because Harold's not actually possessed. Oh so free real estate, dude. Like what we do in the shadows. I'll be a little yeah. doll in your house and be like, what, yes. the, what are you doing, Mathis? Hello. <laughs> I'm a little yes, doll. Not now. Go back in your closet. Back in your shoebox, dude. Okay. You can be like Chi McBride and the Frighteners. <laughs> I don't know what that is. It's a great movie. Check it out. I'm a, I'll have to. Another, another, another little known Kiwi director, Peter Jackson. Oh, uh, well, who's that? Yeah. Uh, Alex, what do you got for us, boy? Okay. So there is a house on Lombard Street in on San Francisco. Um, there is there is a story that happened in 1968 of uh, a woman named Pat. Uh, I'm not going to put her last name in this because why? Or her address because why would I do that? Uh, but she was like a socialite she has everybody in san francisco over to her house there was an astrology theme at the party again this is 1968 people were paired up because there's zodiac signs there were psychic readings from a palmist uh there was a crystal ball gazer astrologer and a tarot reader uh and at the end of the night uh they they had a uh they had like a tarot reading and uh the tarot reader got mad at the host uh, the hostess, because she didn't bring him a drink. And he said, here's a quote. Shot quivering, quivering with rage, he directed a stream of abuse at me. He had never been treated so rudely. I was an insufferable, ungracious hostess. He was leaving, but not before he made certain I would never have any happy moments in that house again. He fixed me with a glare. His face puffed and distorted. I lay a curse upon you in this house. I do not forgive. Remember that. And within weeks, her life was fucked up. Her doors would just lock randomly in her house. Her windows would just open. It would be like freezing cold in her house, even though the thermostat was at 90 degrees. Uh, she'd wake up at 2 in the morning, footsteps, music. For some reason, she heard the song Mockingbird Hill all the time. I don't know that song. You know what song that is? Head. No. It's uh, this song right here. That would be awful to fucking wake up to, dude. Oh, I hate that. I hate it. No, I hate it. That's like a horror movie. No. I mean, like, if it was just unironic, I would be, like, floating around my bedroom, brushing <laughs> my teeth. But because it's, like, ghost music, I hate it. Yep. <laughs> uh, her home was broken into. It got ransacked. Her car was destroyed. Uh, she tried to throw another party, and there was a fire that broke out. Uh, she was assaulted by a date uh, who had to be removed from her house by the police. Uh, her new neighbors were dr a drug dealing gang. Uh, she had to give up her Lhasa Apso uh, because it got sores and became so scared that it was pulling out its own fur. God damn. Uh, and like when they rehomed it, it like got fine instantly. She'd get dizzy in her house, headaches. Uh, one night she almost overdosed on meds because she was so confused. Uh, and within three years of that curse, Three of her closest friends, all young and healthy, all whom resided in the house for short stints after the astrology party, died. Jesus Christ. Her cousin Carolyn uh, and an assistant named Vera, who were both very, very scared while they were in the house, killed themselves. And the third woman, uh, who was a secretary, this was her best friend, died in the house under circumstances that nobody... They were so weird that nobody could figure out how she died. Huh. What? So this was the following May. Uh, she abandoned the house to live with her husband, who was like a new husband. that They just got married. 
he like they moved up the wedding date even to like get her the fuck out of there but she couldn't get out of her lease and so the house was just empty and then her friend was like can i use it uh because they wanted her daughter just got married so she was trying to like be out of their house for a while so that so that her daughter and her husband could like be at home alone for a couple of weeks or whatever right yeah and uh so she was like all right uh but you know it's fucked up there like i wouldn't go back there and uh one week later uh, a neighbor saw flames she was found face down on the bed in her bedroom completely burned all the windows and doors to the room were locked uh and uh it was determined that she died before the fire started but nobody could figure out why Wow, that was a that was the coroner's report. We don't know why she died. Also, there was I I love this case because there was an inspector from the San Francisco Fire Department who was literally called George Lucas, (laughs) and uh, (laughs) he he determined that it broke out after she died and that she was home alone. Uh. He said he, he he said in my 22 years as a member of the fire department, I've had lots of experiences of death by fire, and there was something about this one that just wasn't right. And uh, so, she, she the the woman who died told her friend that she didn't think that it was the tarot reader's curse that fucked up the house. She said I think it was here already, and that he like woke it up. And when the owner of the house investigated, there was some like you know legs to that theory uh because she looked into the former tenants of the house over the years and it had an uncommonly high rate of divorce and alcoholism Mm. uh amongst previous owners one of the owners complained of an illness that she got while she was there that she never even got rid of years later uh at least one woman had committed suicide in the house before uh neighbors who knew the person who died told her that before she died, she listened to music at all hours of the night, especially yeah, yeah. Mockingbird Hill. Uh, and before her suicide, uh, her cousin Carolyn confessed to this woman that she heard the song all the time, even after she moved away. And that's why, and that's, that's part of why she killed herself. Damn. And uh, so he sold the building. The owner, the landlord of the building, sold the building in 1973, like five years later. He said, that building was voodoo for me. It had a hex on it. I had more trouble there than I'd ever had in my life. It was so hard to unload. And he wrote, I was glad when I finally sold it in San Francisco for $150,000. What? Damn. Uh, he list, in, in, 20, in 2019, it listed uh, for $7.8 million uh, on the market, and it sold for only $5.1 million, which is still more money wow. than anybody should pay for any possession. But, hey... Uh, it's a significantly cheaper price. Uh, it has 12 rooms, three stories. Uh, it has views of the bay, and it's like on Lombard Street, which is a famous street. It's very cheap. It's very cheap for that house. <clears throat> there are five-bedroom houses in the neighborhood that are on sale for more. Damn. And uh, in 73, she sent two psychics into the house. They came out with uh, photographs that changed over time. And uh, What do you mean? Yeah, you gotta gotta There's go no a little detail there, There's man. No man, There's no details. No, <laughs> they seem to change over time. And uh, he wrote a sum. The, one of the guys, a guy named Frank, wrote a summary of the investigation. He said, "You are, and will be protected from anything in the house by an exorcism that my group and I have done from a distance and from symbols left behind in the house. 
I can only suggest that you do not go there if at all possible. In particular, never go alone. How about that? That's I don't want the house. The haunted house <laughs> I wouldn't on buy Lombard it Street. if I had six mil to to just blow. Uh, I wouldn't buy it. No, nope, I don't think I would either. To be honest with you, like that seems like a house. Like there are a lot of haunted houses and haunted dolls you can buy. Be like, yeah, I'd risk it. Let's see what happens. That's just not one of them. <laughs> that one's a little bit too convincing. Yeah, a little bit. Lots of deaths. Lots of deaths. The Mockingbird Hill thing is very weird. Yeah, that's weird. Uh, I don't. But yeah, that is that is that is my article for the day. It's a spookums. It's a spookums. I love a good haunted house. I want to. I want to see. A I ghost just wish I had day. answers. All the cool things were like. Eh, I mean, that's all we know. It's like what. I mean, I think there's. I think you could like probably find a further in depth article about it. I just am reading like a, like, arts section article from like a local newspaper. Yeah. Uh, but uh, she this this woman is like a, oh she has a book you can you can actually check out the book, uh called The Intruders. Here so I that's am. why her name is public. Looking that's up the intruders. Yep. Now I'm here. Nineteen eighty two. Pat Montandon. Montandon. There's an Intruders movie? I don't know if it's based off the book, but uh, there is a book. Hmm. After the devastating loss of her mother, a teenager attempts to uncover the dark secrets that hide in her new home. Watch yeah, it now so on YouTube. It's a pretty fucked up shit. Oh, Rotten Tomatoes, 17%, dude. Not bad. Oh, my God. I, who This oh, This is like a Disney girl who then ended up becoming a nobody who oh, what's this girl's name the intruders movie yeah the intruders movie i'm looking at it right now a 17 percent tomato meter 21 percent audience rating 2015 miranda cosgrove that's her name she's the main character yeah i thought she was like popular her dad moved to a musty old house i when rose discovers that the previous tenant mysteriously disappeared leaving her possessions behind she suspects that her unfriendly neighbors know more than they let on. Well, maybe it's not the same as the movie. I mean, as the actual story. Well, good stuff. God damn. All right. Well, that's my story, folks. It's a good story. That's my articles. That's the mini so, gentlemen. I think we're all done. Jettis, you got right? You're good? Yeah, no, I'm great. I That yeah. last one, I have so many questions. I wish I could. <laughs> I love a good story. I don't know that I believe any of it, but I love a good story. We, we, I mean, Jesse, I got to say, appreciate you hanging out. You had a hell of a day today. <laughs> You've been up and nonstop all day. This is, this is your last thing. Do you get to go to lay down after this? Uh, who, me? Yeah, you. I don't, can't stop, won't stop. All right. Always I want to go grind. watch the Squadron's footage. I haven't seen it yet. Yeah, I haven't seen the Squadron's footage either. I'm excited it's to neat. see it. I love it's Rogue neat. Squadron games. It's so. not just Battlefront, right? Uh, no. I will say that at first I thought it was all a lie, like fake. But they can like there is no targeting reticule on the footage. And I was like, how do you play a game like this? If they're... But it turns out they removed it for the footage. Yeah, of course. That's very stupid. But... That's incredibly dumb. But it looks fancy. All right. Yeah, I really want to play it. Goodbye, everybody. We'll see you in a couple days. Goodbye. Bye. More everybody. teeter. More teeter coming. More. Thanks for your money, friends. <laughs>